football on off the ball. Again, this boy will be on the next level. And now the RA, I think he turned up in. You're thinking, my God, he must be good. And then he gets on the pitch, and you think, not so good. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Rugby Daily on Off the Ball with Dove Men Plus Care. Upgrade to Dove Men's 72 hour advanced deodorant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. Welcome to Friday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, Andy Farrell rings the changes for Sunday's Six Nations date with Italy. Ange Capuazzo is back for the Azzurri, but they're forced into some alterations of their own. And the Springboks could be in for a massive financial boost as part of a new partnership. First today, Andy Farrell has made six changes to the Ireland team that will play Italy on Sunday in the Six Nations. Caelan Doris will captain the side for the very first time, taking on the duty from Peter O'Mahony, who misses out due to a calf injury. Doris switches from number eight to replace Josh van der Fleer at open side flanker, with Jack Conan occupying Doris's vacancy. Ryan Baird is in for O'Mahony at blindside, while James Ryan returns to the second row in place of Tyke Byrne. There's one switch to the front row, with Finlay Bealham replacing tight head Tyke who didn't train this week due to a calf injury of his own. There are also two changes among the backs with Craig Casey and Stuart McCloskey in for Jemison Gibson Park and Bundyaki. Farrell was in front of the media today and he gave an injury update regarding the likes of O'Mahony, Furlong and Gary Ringrose. When I did the press conference after Marseille, I honestly didn't know that we had a few uh, doubts. It was only it was only till the, uh, the next morning actually that, um, that these were uh, reared up to me. So, so Pete's got a bit of a, a, a calf injury. Um, that shouldn't take too long, but he's not, he's not trained this week at all. Uh, exactly the same for Tyke Furlong. Uh, he's not trained at all, but he'll be expected. We, we've got a couple of, a couple of uh, days training next week. They'll both be expected to, to, to be back for that, but this was too is early. Calf? Pardon? Is, his, is it his calf? Calf as well, yeah. And, and Gary Ringrose is he's not quite right. He's a, another, another week. Um, he is likely to be uh, back into training as well um, uh, next week. The head coach also gave his reasons for handing the captaincy to Doris. To put him in that position is, uh, is a massive privilege for me, as I'm sure it is for 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 Kaelin and his and his family. So let's recognise that first and foremost. But um, yeah, he's he's someone that uh, has has been on my mind for certainly through the World Cup and how he's come on as a leader, etc. Um, uh, and how he's how he's dealt with being uh, an international uh, top class player over the years his uh, his story as it were from being you know from his first cup to where he is now as a as a leader as a professional has been astonishing really behind the scenes so therefore we're excited to uh, give him the reins and and certainly see what he can do with it what kind of leader will he be uh, a bit of everything I hope um, obviously it's his first time captain his country and he's uh, he's, he's obviously not done that much for Leinster either. Uh, Baring one a couple of weeks ago, um, captain in the under twenties. He's he's, uh, he's someone that's unbelievably professional, very diligent in in his own preparation. So therefore, um, because he's so comfortable in his own skin, he's able able to think out of the box uh, as far as helping everyone else with the bigger picture stuff. Even the, even the detailed stuff um, of of his teammates, etc., and we've seen that flourish massively um, over the last couple of years. But more so, more so throughout the World Cup, you know. So um, he's a very calm, calculated uh, type of individual uh, that will have that reassurance on on the rest of the group. 
And lastly, from Farrell, he was asked if Ireland can profit from the injuries among the Itzuri back row. Even though the, even though I agree that yeah, they've lost some uh, robust players that make uh, uh, the Italian side uh, fierce competitors, I think the people that have come in and the team as a whole is that anyway. You know, I think uh, what we saw, uh, not just last week, but over certainly over the last 18 months from the Italian side, I mean, you go back to the, the first first game of last Six Nations against France they was unlucky to to, to lose that you know um, so I think the the fight's always been there um, I think uh, what Kieran um, brought to the, the setup over the last uh, few years is still banked as far as the uh, nice attractive attacking rugby with numbers at the line it, it caused a lot of trouble last week as it's done over the last couple of years um, but I think uh, with the way that they played the game last week, there's a, a, a little bit more pra- pragmatic and uh, less errors, etc., which means that they're um, going to be hard to beat. There's, there's no doubt about that. Just to remind you of that Ireland team, the back three is unchanged with Hugo Keenan at full back and on the wings it's Calvin Nash and James Lowe once again. Robbie Henshaw this week partnered in the centre by Stuart McCloskey. Jack Crowley in the halfbacks is partnered by his Munster teammate Craig Casey. It's a front row of Andrew Porter, Dan Sheehan and Finlay Bealham. Joe McCarthy and James Ryan are in the second row. Ryan Baird is at blindside flanker. Caelan Doris taking up the open side flanker role. Jack Conan is named at number eight and Farrell has reverted to a 5-3 split on the bench with Ronan Kelleher, Jeremy Lockman, Tom O'Toole, Ian Henderson and Josh van der Fleer covering the forwards. Jemison Gibson-Park, Harry Byrne and Jordan Larmer cover the backs. Italy themselves are boosted by the return of Ange Capuazzo at full-back. He missed the defeat to England with illness. Tommaso Allen drops to the bench. Gonzalo Quesada also introduces Stephen Varney at scrum half for Alessandro Garbisi. Injured back rowers Sebastian Negri and Lorenzo Canone are replaced by Alessandro Izacor and Manuel Zuolani. Canone, the most recent of the withdrawals for them with a knee injury. Negri is suffering from rib injuries. So the Italy team in full has Ange Capuazzo at full-back. Lorenzo Pani and Monte Ione are their wingers once again. Juan Ignacio Brex continues his centre partnership with Tommaso Menoncello. Paolo Garbisi is partnered in the halfbacks this week by Stephen Varney. It's a front row of Danilo Fischetti, Gianmarco Lucchesi and Pietro Cecciarelli. In the second row, it's Nicolo Canone and Federico Ruzza. Alessandro Isacor wins just his second cap at blindside flanker. Manuel Zolani, his Benetton teammate, is at open side flanker. And another Benetton man, Michele Lamaro, is named at number eight for the Azzurri. On the bench for them, Giacomo Nicotera, Mirko Spagnolo, Giosue Zilocchi, Andrea Zambanin, Ross Vincent, Martin Page-Rello, Tommaso Allen and Federico Mori. Rugby Daily on off the ball with Dove Men Plus Care. Upgrades to Dove Men's 72-hour advanced deodorant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. South Africa rugby could be on the verge of a major cash windfall. The SARU is in discussions with Ackerley Sports Group, who have previously been involved largely in American sports. Ackerley was founded by Ted and Chris Ackerley, whose father, Barry, was a long-time owner of the Seattle Supersonics in the NBA. The group is currently part owners of recently founded NHL side Seattle Kraken. May has been touted as the closure date for the deal with the South Africa Rugby Union, which could see their coffers boosted to the tune of $75 million 
Ackerley would take a 20% stake in a new venture, with Sportigo reporting that Ackerley will invest in a new business venture that will hold all current and future revenue-generating assets of the Springboks and SARU. The goal is to expand sponsorship, they say, broadcasting content and matchday revenue. SARU's share of the proceeds will fund the costs of running the amateur game in South Africa. The deal still requires approval from SARU members. The partnership will be similar to that of Silver Lake and the All Blacks, with the former investing in the All Blacks in 2022. Finally, Kurtley Beale has been found not guilty of sexual assault in Australia. The 35-year-old former Wallabies winger had been charged with one count of sexual intercourse without consent and two counts of sexual touching, which it was alleged occurred in a Bondi bar. The verdict follows a two-week trial in Sydney. That's it for today's and indeed this week's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to keep this podcast coming to you Monday to Friday free of charge. My name is Richie McCormack and I'll be back with Rugby Daily on Monday with a reaction to all the weekend's Six Nations games. Till then, take care and have a great weekend.